92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome to another episode of Insights. I'm Amy Wright, and we have Lydia Ramsey and Ben Doerr of St. Paul de Vence in our studio today. We just heard them play a really awesome performance, and we're going to take a few moments to talk to them. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, thanks for having us. Where are you from? We are from Seattle. Yeah. So how did you guys get together as a band? Um, we got together. Uh, Lydia came into the band a little bit later after our first record. Um, we had put out a first record. I had started the project in 2010 uh, as, as a side project, and I made an EP, and then it became a band, and then the band uh, sort of started playing around Seattle, and people were liking it and asking for a record, and so we made a record, and that got going. And shortly after that, our banjo player uh, had left, and um, we just played a show at this really great venue that in Seattle called The Triple Door that Lydia works at and so we knew her through that process and so it came time to find another player I, I reached out to Lydia and asked if she would come along. And Ben was just this guy who had been emailing me these questions about their show and I was like who's this guy but <laughs> then we met and he shared some of his music and I was like this is cool and the project has a really cool message which really resonated with me so um, and what, yeah. what is the message? Well, I think the story that I am telling or that I began telling, and it's sort of evolved into a broader thing, and, but we continue to carry this narrative that um, my grandfather's story, uh, he, um, a few years back, I guess in about 2008 or 2009, said, um, you know, I want you to, I want to tell my story to you, and I'd like you to record, to write it down. Um, and I, I was at the time wanting to get into writing some short stories and some fiction and he said yeah what, let's incorporate my story into fiction and I thought well this would be great this is great subject matter and as I started to I rec we recorded a couple sessions of him and I talking and um, quite a few hours actually of, of recorded interview you know just me asking him questions and him telling me about his life um, he grew up in the south of France in Nice came of age under uh, the occupation of World War II and uh, towards the very end of the war, fought with the Free French after Nice had been liberated. And so he wanted to tell this story. And when it came to me, I started writing it into song really naturally, like without trying very hard at all. It just sort of started falling out. And I thought, well, okay, I guess this is what I, I write songs. So I guess this is how it's going to come out. Um, so I started doing that. And, uh, and it was really cool how it sort of snowballed into this um, into the project and into a whole record and yeah. so it had to be a really great way to bond with your grandfather yeah we we didn't really need a lot of help we were pretty close <laughs> anyway but um but it really was special and it was cool he's gone now a couple of years but he saw both these records that exist now come out and and heard them and uh it was really cool for him to see his story preserved you know essentially into eternity i don't think it, either of us really thought about it that right. way until it was done and it was like wow this thing is is here forever you know the way that digital stuff works now 
it'll right. it'll be somewhere. It'll be around, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's something that really resonated with me is just these stories that have come down from the people before us and that they need to be told and the best way to get that message across is through music. And so how would you say your writing fits in with his writing? Yeah, so um, I have a solo project under my own name that I started maybe five years ago before I was in St. Paul. Um, and yeah, I, f I feel like it was in a place of pretty traditional singer-songwriter folk lyricism stuff, just me and my guitar. Um, and I had just gotten a banjo, and when I met Ben, he was like, hey, do you, do you play banjo? And I was like, well, I have one. <laughs> I can and learn banjo. <laughs> she can learn <laughs> <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> so um, I kind of, I was in a place in my life where I was really looking for more projects to be in and to be more involved in music and stuff like that. And um, so it was really fun to join in with his project. Um, and he's a great band leader and um it's been really fun kind of learning from him and his process of leading a band um, and taking that to my own process with my band back home and stuff, which is just under my own name, Lydia Ramsey. Um, so I think that it fits in a, in a really interesting way. I really enjoy being kind of support with just like playing banjo and singing harmonies and stuff like that. It brings out another musical side of me that I think just helps diversify my skill set and songwriting. Um, inspiration and stuff all, all around. So I think it works really well. What is the Americana and Roots scene like in, in Seattle? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's hard to, I have a hard time like totally understanding the definition of genres, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> we call it the non-genre here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's just yeah. good music, right? Right, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Cause this, like, some people get really specific about Americana, but um, but I think, yeah, I like that idea that it's the non-genre. I mean, there are so many songwriters in Seattle and so many bands and we, we kind of sit in this like indie folk space or something. And there's a lot of that kind of thing. I mean, the head and the heart came out of Seattle and our people, um, you know, that they're, they're people that are living there and making good music. And um, there's lots of, um, I mean, I could name a million. I don't need to do all that, but I feel like it's a scene that is very small, but pretty skilled and pretty um, diversified and out there. Like a lot of bands are touring. And Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. I think in Seattle, it kind of morphs more into like the indie folk rock. Right. And is more mm -hmm. melancholy and more it's like cloudier. It's a little darker. Because it's cloudy and dark. Because <laughs> it rains there. Yeah. And it, once you kind of get Midwest Southern, there's this like country aspect that where you get more of like mm -hmm. the Americana roots rock flavor that maybe comes from just this more <laughs> jovial spirit of being in the sunshine. Good barbecue. But I think we're trying to pick some of it up and like take it. You know, yeah, I'm definitely drawn <laughs> to that like country country uh. aspect of like folk music, and um, my new record, which is called Bandita, which is my solo project, um, has more of that like uh, kind of traditional Americana feel, I would say. Where yeah. all have you been? All over. Um, so for this tour, we flew into St. Louis, and uh, I grew up in St. Louis. I was born in New Orleans, so I wanted to do this. I wanted to do do the routing that would take us from St. Louis, essentially. Um, you know, living 
along the river, following the river down to uh, to New Orleans and ending there and uh, with a little shot over to Nashville. So we uh, we were in St. Louis area for three days, played a college town and, and then a, another small town um, a house show and then played in St. Louis and then played in Nashville for two nights um, with a good hang, which was fun to go see some Nashville bands on Broadway. And then um, good stuff. It's, yeah, oh, that sounds man. amazing. We were just like, oh. there's music everywhere. It, everywhere. Oh, until, I mean, we were up way too late and exhausted, but it was so worth it to just absorb the musicianship and the, the kind of, and the support that they get, maybe not financially in those bars, but um, but they get the love from the crowds for sure. And we were talking about how we felt the love from these artists too, because mm. we would go up and introduce ourselves and just be like, hey, I'm Georgia Set, we're on tour from Seattle, what's your name? And we kind of went into it thinking like, these are like super amazing players, they might have this chip on their shoulder of this arrogance or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was But cool. they were just so warm and sweet and just like, no, this is just what everyone does here. We're all just shredding players, and <laughs> it's no big deal. It's nice yeah. to meet you. Where are you playing? It was really, really sweet. So lovely. what is the name of your album right now that you're touring? Um, so we're we're out. We've had this record out for a couple years, but we're still, we don't get out as much as we should. Mm. So um, we're uh, pushing this record farther than light. What does that mean, farther than light? Well, it's the title... Uh, track on the record um we named it after the song called farther than light which it comes from a line in the song that says i'm farther than light farther than pain farther than all these little things it's kind of um like this transcendental experience as a as this soldier is dying in the battlefield um and it's uh that was the song that i wrote for my grandmother and her experience with losing her brother and so the idea was um that there's like this soldier kind of kind of like a written letter but it's ha not really happening through writing because the soldier's already fading in the in the field so it was yeah just trying to be poetic i guess <laughs> yeah. what's up next for you guys um like tonight we play here in memphis and then uh at uh, at the music mansion they're calling it uh, it's like a house show type thing and then mansion show yeah mansion show <laughs> not a house show it's really cool and then it is uh, a mansion show yeah yeah and then we're um then we go to uh in the immediate future we are going to baton rouge in the new orleans but um broader plans um we've got some recording to do uh and we've got a music video coming out for our song spring which has the trumpet on it that we played today um, which I'm really excited about. It's taken us a year to make it with some really talented filmmakers, um, and that one's going to be really sweet. It's a it's a pretty high end production, so we're excited to get that out. And uh, another music video um, that I'm trying to get moving um, with a friend of mine that's directing in LA. So there's a, like a lot to do for this record still, even though it's been out quite a while. I'm a dad, uh, so I don't get out as much as I should, and so it's been a slow process. I'm amazed you have as much time as you do. Yeah, it's great. I mean, to get out for 10 days with everybody's, you know, sort of day jobs and with, with my uh, life and work at home and, and my kids, it's it's hard to, to get away, but um, it's a good run, and it's, we need, it's good to get out like this every once in a while and make it happen. See the world. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you guys for coming today. It was just really fabulous to have you here in the studio. It was great to be thank here. This so is much. a really beautiful space and a great idea. And y'all are getting music out into the world in the, in the way it's happening now. So thanks thank for you. doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, doing it. <laughs> 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? 
not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 